Welcome everyone to the next episode of Sass in the Beard. We are here. Kristen is extra sassy right now. Uh, I am, you know, like if we had a rent, you know, meter, like it would be ready at the top. Like this is going to be a great show. But before we get into it, we definitely want to thank our sponsor, Plant Parlor, because we love them and don't want to say anything negative about them. Uh, go check them out on Parkway. Uh you know, the golden ass is here. Um, we think we might even make that an award. A golden ass award. And yeah. this week it would absolutely go to Russville School Board. <laughs> and we're going to get all the way into it. Uh, we're talk- it's kind of like a back to school special. Yes, it is, it is definitely back to school. But not for your kids. Um, I feel a little bit like Billy Madison right now. Or is, is that the, is it Billy Madison? Did he, was he the golf one or the? Which one went back to school, Shane? That's what I need it to know. It was Billy Madison. It was Billy Madison. You're happy. It's cool to pee in your pants. Like, that's what he said. That's how you feel today? No, I'm. somebody's been peeing in their pants because this is very frustrating. <laughs> I don't know where any of this is going. You know, last week we established that I'm the queen of segues, but I don't know how to recover no. from that. No. So, so but you, okay, so, but for real, before we talk about all of the things that make us angry about what's going on. Uh, in our community, you got to go on a really cool trip uh, to learn some really cool things and meet some really cool people, and we did want to mention that and talk about it before. Yeah, it was really <clears throat> awesome. So the New Leaders Council, mm-hmm. the Arkansas chapter of the New Leaders Council, had their national convention in Little Rock uh, this last weekend. People came, leaders from all over the country came mm-hmm. to Arkansas. I got to um, speak on a voting rights panel and talk about you know, just the importance of local organizing and engaging people in your local community. Um, but I mean, it was awesome. There were people from all over the country and these are usually held in, in big cities. And so yeah. it was nice to see, uh, you know, the South getting some love mm-hmm. from these national organizations. <laughs> there were a couple, probably two or 300 people there. I'm not sure. I'm, awesome. I'm bad at estimating that kind of stuff. Um, there was a dance. So I went out there and represented poorly. Uh, for Russellville, just so you know, you guys would have been embarrassed. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was there, and it was it was great. The whole thing was really about like joy as activism. Yeah. And so I left feeling this like really like positive, like powerful, like I'm gonna go back out and lead with my authentic values and with joy and all of that. And then, um, and then I got on Facebook and I started to see <laughs> some things that were happening in was our there local a sass as activism. <laughs> Apparently not, because I got on there and I started looking at some of the things going on in our local schools and all of that joy just kind of turned into my more standard response of what the fuck is going on. Fury. Yeah. Honestly, a lot of my activism comes out of anger. Um, and I'm sure that, uh, you know, I will deal with that in therapy. Um, (laughs) (laughs) but, uh, So that was really cool. Like, you got to experience this event, something that happened in our state. You know, people got to come and see Mm -hmm. what's going on in Arkansas and how, uh, like, with your job specifically, you're working towards, you know, getting out the vote, uh, helping people register and learn more about what's going on locally so that they're informed when Mm -hmm. they vote. Like, we need more of that. Yeah, and, you know, one of the things I like to talk about in my work, and I don't get to talk about it here a whole lot, but we get to put it in practice here, is this idea that, like, you know, being a voter is not something you just do on Election Day. It's it's this being engaged, being um, informed, and holding your elected officials accountable all throughout the year is really what, like, being a voter is about. And so um, I got to talk about that a lot. There were some big companies you know some big corporations that came in because they were a part of this and um and it was just really cool to see people you know from all over the country 
wanting to hear about Arkansas politics and what's going on here and what we need to make it better. And, um, and that was nice because a lot of times people just, you know, it feels like Arkansas is like an island to itself and, you know, and the South as a whole is kind of an island to itself yeah. when it comes to politics that we don't get a lot of national investment or national attention. But this was especially positive mm. national attention. Yes. And so this was yeah. it was really nice to have that and right. get to represent. And Senator Elliott went and, and spoke and made me cry. And it was just, it was fantastic. Made everybody cry. It was yeah. so good. Well, so. that's awesome. I'm glad that, you know, you felt refreshed. Uh, I'm sad that you came back in or just like back to work, but here are these things that we need to address in our community, you know? Yeah. yeah. So one of the first things <laughs> I want to, so I know, right on this back to school special, we're going to talk about a couple of things today. We're going to talk about, um, some stuff that has been sent our way from Pottsville school district. Uh, if you guys are following on our Facebook page at all, you've probably seen all the drama about the um, fancy new car for the Russellville superintendent. We're going to be talking about that along with a few other things related to Russellville School District and then wrapping it up with some good positive news yes. about the eclipse. Whereas, like, Russellville is listed in Forbes as a number one spot to visit. That is exciting news. We are one of the top 10 locations in the country. For the eclipse. Okay, but we're going to get that at the end. Later, yes. At the end. But so first, let's start off with Pottsville School District. Some folks sent me this, and y'all know, y'all know, we do this as volunteers. Like, yeah. we, we love doing this show, but we aren't necessarily, you know, we both have full-time jobs. Right. And, and so we depend on y'all a lot to, like, yes. send us tips, send us information, let us know what's going on. And so somebody sent me um, some information where they had heard from several different teachers at different grade levels at Pottsville School District that the teachers were being advised that they could not report um, issues directly to the child abuse hotline um, that they what had we to would go call mandated mandated reporting, reporting. Okay. and so I just wanted to talk a little bit you know I'm not a lawyer um, but I do spend a lot of time on public policy and so mm -hmm. I just want to talk about some some terminology that I think is getting confused in this process and so if you're an educator um, if you're working in a school district, if you have kids in a school district, I think this is important for folks to be aware of. Um, obviously not legal advice, just um, some clarification. So, so there are two different policies that really govern the potential for um, abuse in a school district, right? And a lot yeah. of this comes up when we see things like the Pottsville coach who allegedly has had sexual relationships with several students. Yeah. And, and that gets very scary. Like, why didn't this get reported? Why was this right. allowed? And so that's kind of where these um, these claims that, that teachers aren't allowed to report things have, have come from. So, so what I want to clarify is that Title IX um, is a federal law, that this is really about um, preventing harassment or discrimination based on gender or sexual identity in school districts. Yeah. And so that includes... Um, you know, peer-on-peer -peer sexual harassment by students, by teachers, teacher-student relationships, all of these things related to sexual harassment, right? And so if you are aware that someone is being sexually harassed or sexually discriminated against, you know, discriminated against based on their gender, um, that they, that goes to your Title IX right. coordinator, and that's a very standard process. Mandated reporting, as we know it in Arkansas, is a different situation. Yes. That is under a state law, right? And that state law basically says that anybody who has information, and it lists a whole bunch of different people, but really it comes down to basically any adult mm -hmm. who receives information that they believe um, indicates that a child is being abused, whether that's, you know, physically, sexually, any type of child abuse, 
that you have a responsibility as a mandated reporter to to report that to the Arkansas Child Abuse Hotline, okay? Now, that is different than Title IX. Right. Those are different yeah. things. Mandated reporting, now it's very clear in our state laws that no supervisor, no employer yeah. can prevent you from mandated mm -hmm. reporting. They cannot discourage you. They can't require you to get approval first. Anyone who has... Um, reasonable suspicion, you know, you feel like there is a, a reasonable concern, you should be reporting that, yeah. right? And so um, sometimes this gets confused and these terms get kind of like interchanged between Title IX and mandated reporter as if they're all the same thing, right. and they're not. And so I, I do want to just make sure that folks understand the difference and are clear on that, that Title IX is the federal law about sexual harassment and sexual discrimination, and mandated reporting is a state law about child abuse. Yeah. And so if you are an educator and you believe that a student or a child that you see, care for, you know, work with, whatever, for whatever reason, believe that a child is being abused, you have a legal obligation to report that to the child abuse hotline. And if you fail to report it, you can be charged with a crime. Right. And so um, mm. just want to make sure that folks are clear on that, that yeah. issue. And if you have questions, I would definitely... Um, press your superintendent or your Title IX coordinator to make sure you get clarification if you are a, um, an educator because the state law is very, very clear uh, that you must report those issues. Yeah, and, and, and you know, we've seen several situations in our community over the last year or two where these, uh, we need these. We need mm -hmm. these people to speak up and say things. Um and so I, I hope that there is no pressure uh, from higher ups to, you know, put a, a stop in the system uh, just to kind of review or work like, no, make the phone call, call, you know, and, and do it. Um, yeah. So. And just one last point <clears throat> is that if you are wanting to report, but you are concerned about retaliation it's your job you can make an anonymous report those are allowed even by mandated reporters you don't have to provide your name it is good if you if you feel comfortable doing that to go ahead and provide that information so there can be follow-up questions and things like that but the um but if if you're not sure you can report anonymously if yeah. you did yeah okay so let's get to the drama yeah man where to begin <laughs> So like, do you have a seventy-two thousand dollar car, Nathan? I'm driving a vehicle that doesn't have air conditioning because I can't afford a new car. Yeah. Uh, and like nobody, I don't get a, I don't get an allowance, a, a stipend for a new vehicle. Uh, now that's obviously between me and my employer. Uh, who is me? Well, but um, <laughs> well, I mean, I think most of us, I think most people expect to pay their car payment out of their out of paycheck. Their, yeah, especially right? if they're making $200,000 a year. Um, yeah, I mean, so how many people in our community do you think can afford a $72,000 car? Well, I, you know, we kind of talk, well, definitely the freaking superintendent. superintendent. Can. Like, so I don't know, like a thousand people maybe? I like, mean, I, I don't know. I, like, there's not a whole lot. It's definitely in the 1%. Of people that live uh, in our community that look, could uh, just afford a seventy-two thousand. If you make two hundred and six thousand dollars a year and you want to buy a seventy-two thousand like dollar car, you want to man, man, I would, go do it. I no, like I would judgment. be paying fifteen hundred dollars a month for that car. Payment. I would. I probably still However, would not. I do but. find it funny 
that we've spent a whole year uh, focusing on energy efficiency. <laughs> and then we buy a vehicle that gets 15 miles per gallon. Like, <laughs> I mean, yeah. I know. I listened to the whole debate the school board had about buying new buses, whether to buy electric buses or to buy regular gas buses. They ended up buying propane buses, which is a, is an interesting topic. Like, yeah. I think that that's a good decision. I'm not I'm not down on that decision, but but yeah, there was so much discussion about that. And then this big ass Yukon whatever Denali fancy ass car is a, a total gas hog. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But you know, thank God they removed that electric charging station that had been installed under Dr. Gocher because what. What a crazy waste that was. Did they was. get their money back on the... Did oh, they no, sell no. It? no, like, no. It worked it fine. They just oh, took it out. Yeah, okay. So, <laughs> so, okay, if you haven't followed along, this is kind of crazy. We posted this on the mm-hmm. um, Facebook page last night because somebody else had posted this in um, a group called Restival Shenanigans, which is a fun group to be it in is if a fun you're not yes. um, already. And then... Um, and so we shared it because the school board did vote to approve this purchase. And so I reached out to a school board member and asked, like, what's up with this? This is not a good look, you guys. And the argument was that when Dr. Gocher was superintendent, he had received a $1,500 a month stipend to cover his travel and, you know, car and all of that. Yeah. Um, instead of, like, having mileage and things. Right. And so they're saying that, you know, basically just this would eliminate the stipend and it would make the car like an asset that the district owns, Mm -hmm. that it's not just giving the money away, that they get to keep the car if she leaves or whatever. Yes. Um, And, you know, I mean, I hear what they're saying about that. But to me, the big issue here is just that, like, there are so many things that are going wrong in the district right now. We have heard for months, you and I hear all the time, for months we have heard from teachers who are so unhappy, yeah. who want out of this district yeah. so bad. And so many <clears throat> so that even at the end of this year, people were getting turned down to, to get out of their contract, which right. is usually if you went out of a contract as a teacher, you get a change school. Yeah. It's no big deal. Yeah. But they're not letting people out because people are wanting to go over to Dardanelle where Dr. Gocher is. And they can't get out of their contracts because well, they got to stay in Russell. There's just so many like things that on their own like wouldn't be such a uh, frustrating thing. But when you add and compound those things together, yes, they did just get a five thousand dollar raise. Like the teachers got a five thousand. Okay, okay. But like the Learns Act was going to give them one anyway. You know, like like there's there are all these things. Did they get a? Fi- <clears throat> I don't think they got a five thousand dollar. They got a two thousand dollar raise. Uh, $2,000 raise. Was it? Yeah, I looked at all the salary schedules this morning. Yes, you're right. $2, yep. So they got a raise. Got it. Cool. They've been asking for that for five or six years, mm-hmm. and they got a raise. Uh, but that doesn't, like, solve all the issues, you know? Well, and you only got the raise if you were making 50000 um, or 48000 because yes. it would get you up to fifty. Yes. So if you're making 48000 or more, you got a $2,000 raise. Yeah. If you're making less than 48000 you didn't. You yeah. You got up to 50 if you're a teacher. Now, if you're like a paraprofessional, if you're a, you know, office administ- you know, assistant, if you're a custodian, if you're anything like that. Nothing. I, I looked at all those yeah. this morning. And let me tell you, this is something that just I can't let go of. It makes me so mad. Um, you know, Senator Davis is one of my my friends. I love her to death. But during legislative session, she killed a bill that would have increased salaries 
for the support staff, for what they call classified staff. Um, these are people who are not, you know, certified teachers. And they cook the food. They do all the th- They do so many things to keep, to make education possible. And they would have gotten a raise. Um, and she killed that bill and said, no, I promise we're going to take care of them and learns. And I look at that this morning. I'm looking through salaries, and I see all these people who, people who have worked at the district for 10 12, 15, 20 years and are not making $30,000 a year yet. Mm-hmm. I mean, that is appalling. Yeah. And then you see this happening where the district is buying a $72,000 car. A $72,000 car. But then on the flip side of that, they're saying teachers aren't allowed to manage their own thermostats because they need to save money. Yeah. Yeah. How does this even add up? Not only that, but, like, teachers can't even go buy supplies without, like, some form of affirmation, like, this is is a qualified expense. And so, like, they— at, in, at the elementary school level, they have a, a budget that they give each teacher. This is how much you can spend. And to be reimbursed, you have to go through this rigmarole. Like, you have to, you know, secretary has to do this and do that. And then, like, and it is reviewed. And, like, they can say yes or no. And you have to shop at XYZ Place. You know what I mean? Like, but they went and picked out a car and said, this fits the things that we need and it was $72,000. Oh, we got $10,000 off the car, by the way. Uh, yeah. Okay, but wait, wait, wait. The car? Yeah. Y'all, look at the car. Yeah. Look at the car. Yeah. Okay, we have pictures of the actual car. Yes. And all, all, all of, of its features. All of the features. Yeah. <laughs> Crazy. Oh, man. You could live in this car. Like, like it's insane. You could definitely... Uh, and what? I don't care that they buy them a vehicle. I don't care that the super gets a vehicle. Like I get it. Like your official transportation, we need to take care of our employees. Like I'm good. That doesn't bother me. It needs to be a decent vehicle because it represents our school district. Like I, but like this is they bought this vehicle for her to drive sometimes. You know. Supposedly. Supposedly. So, so like... Well, and one of the things I asked... Was it a necessity? Right. And one of the things I asked was, like, okay, well, so did you take the $1,500 out of out of the salary then? Because, <laughs> right, like, that... Okay. No, she got a raise. And they were like, oh, of course, there's no $1,500 stipend now. <sighs> but she got a $1,300 a month raise. I, I mean, making $206,000 a year... When all we hear from teachers every week, I mean, I don't think we go a week without a teacher. Maybe during the summer we have, but generally Mm -hmm. during the school year, we don't go a week without teachers contacting us about something they're so unhappy about, so upset about. And that was not the case. It was not the case before when Dr. Gocher was there. Not that teachers didn't have things to be upset about. Not that there weren't complaints. Not not saying he was perfect. Nothing is perfect. Like, there there are always going to be people who have problems, like, and, and legitimate issues that need to be taken care of. But Gosher at least had the sense to think a little bit before asking for a $72,000 car. And I'm so... In a community where that's almost twice the household income. I mean, and these are tax dollars. Like, yes, in the scheme of a $25 million budget, $72,000 isn't that much money. But when you look at that in the scheme of, you know, in in comparison to, to, say, 300 or so 
certified employees who are probably not really getting paid a living wage, you could have given each of them a $225,000, $250,000 pay increase, or $250, not thousand, $50 pay increase off of this one purchase. Right. One purchase. And then you look at some of the other things we're wasting money on, which there is an abundance of, that those, I mean, add up. And those things, if you really want to support your staff who's in office, you don't do wasteful spending for the people at the top when the people at the bottom aren't making a living wage. That is offensive. Well, yeah, we're already uh, salary heavy at the top. Like, mm-hmm. Already, already salary like your your half a million dollars in just people that don't work with children or t- teachers really like these administrators are literally just about the business of running the school. You know what I mean? Like it's like we've created this top heavy organiz like business and you got the ceo and six different executives it sounds a lot like government it sounds a lot like government Hmm. but like imagine that why i just don't understand and not which what frustrates me is that like there are school board members that i have a lot of respect for and that i wanted to win their race and the hope to work, you know, and spread out this, you know, shared things and talk to people about voting for. Yeah, definitely and people that we have supported. And all these things are passing seven to nothing. Like, there's no, like, when, where's the, like, when you look at the city votes uh, and the, even the planning commission, you look at other committees, organizations that govern our, our, our community, the, very rarely is there a Seven O, you know, eight and O, like, like there, there is no discourse. When are they doing that? They're doing it the day before. Okay, so what they're doing? They started this last year. Um, so instead of having these debates in the meeting, mm-hmm. they're basically doing what they call a work session right. the day before. Which these are available online you at can, eleven o'clock in the morning. No, no, they they are doing them at five o'clock in the afternoon. They now. were doing them at eleven. They were o'clock doing in the them morning. at eleven o'clock in the morning yeah, until some they've, of us complained about. Well, that. they've changed that, and there's a state law that goes into effect next year that yeah. says they have to do them after five p.m. And they didn't give the. Location. There were a lot of issues, a lot of but yeah. they're doing them right now. Yeah. Um, they're, they're, they tend to be the day before the regular meeting, and this is really when they're having all of the discussion about everything that's going to be on the agenda. All of the discussion is happening in these agenda prep sessions, basically. And that's normal, right? right. City that's has what an the agenda city does. prep. Yeah. Like it gives you a time to but really. But we also put ours on live video. Yes. And monitor well, comments. Well, and yours is several days before, so people have time to yes, watch it. They have time not, to yeah. contact mm-hmm. you and give feedback. Yep. Right. Well, these are the day before. Um, and, you know, uh, it's really frustrating to me, and I, I've relayed this to a board member, is that, you know, we have we have supported some of these members. We've, we've like, you know, been out there and hustled for them, like, individually, not through the show, but just privately um, supported their races. And then to see them now coming in and not even really raising questions or pushing back on some of these things that are just not reasonable. They're not things that the community is going to support or agree with if they're aware of them. It's really disappointing because I, you know, had a lot of faith in these people to like come in and hold, hold down the fort and lead with the values that this community expressed when Dr. Gocher was let go. You know, now we do have the only, the only member that's left from the Gocher gate, saga is uh, Jeremy Keister, who is now the school board president. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, how much influence he has over this, I'm not sure. But what I 
what I see happening that I'm very frustrated with is they have all this debate, and then they come in and they do a consent agenda. Mm-hmm. And a consent agenda is allowed. Yeah. Um, basically what that is is where there's several issues kind of rolled into one vote. And this is normal for, like, routine things, like approving contracts, approving employment stuff where, you know, there may be 30 teachers. You're not going to go through and vote right. on each mm-hmm. one. Each You're going to vote on all of them. Mm-hmm. Um, so these are this is very common for, like, normal things, right, like routine things. But an individual on the board can say, I want this item pulled out from the consent agenda. And so, like, this with the car. This is the kind of thing that should be pulled out from the consent agenda and discussed with the public. Yeah, yeah. Because they're not there to support the superintendent. They're not there. They're not elected to, like, be cheerleaders for the superintendent or be a rubber stamp. They're elected to represent the constituents, right, to represent the residents of this community. And um, they're not even really there to represent the kids, right? They're there to represent the electorate of this community. And the idea that the electorate of this community, of Russellville, Arkansas, is not going to have questions about a $72,000 vehicle purchase. No, there are several hundred questions on social media. Right. Like, immediately. You know, people were like, what the... Yeah. Exactly. I expect better from the people we supported, especially. I expect better. There's some people on that board... I expect this from, but there are people there that I expect better from. I expect people to be there to be a voice, not just to be there to to cheerlead along whatever the superintendent wants. Sometimes, guys, 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 I don't think we're giving enough credit. This thing gets 15 miles. (laughs) Well, yeah, yeah, 15 15 miles miles per gallon that, you know, a school bus gets about. Six to eight. So oh, okay. So I mean, they're doubling what a school bus gets yes. for seventy. So people. maybe like all the kids that are, you know. Well, I mean, you could need... seventy passengers on a school bus, but right. what? What does this Yukon hold? Like twelve, six, eight. eight. Yeah. Damn. Worth it. I'm sold. Never no, mind. No, no, hold on. I hold take on. it all back. Hold on. How many? It could hold a lot more kids than it could administrators. <laughs> With seatbelts. <laughs> They don't wear seatbelts on buses. They should, though. <laughs> yeah, agreed. No, okay, but let me, let me, from the elected official side of things, I feel like there might be some confusion as to, like, I know that when I ran for office and was like, when I, when I got in office, I was just, like, blown away at the fact that even if you know the information, like, there is a public aspect to this. And, like, no, I'm not an idiot, but I'm relaying this information or asking this inf- asking this question publicly so that it's probably a question someone out there would have. And, and yes, it's somewhat performative, but, like, you, it's my job as, as an elected official to say in this arena that is public, hey— why are we doing it this way? And I guarantee you, I most most of the time know the answer when I ask that question. But I'm asking it because not everybody that's either in the audience or watching at home knows the answer, and they should know. And I, this, why did we do this? And if you cannot give me unequivocally a logistical reason that makes sense to most people, when looking at it, it's not good enough. Well, and to me, it's like, yeah, exactly. It makes sense to most people. And I just don't understand the, like, lack of 
thinking about how this would be received. You know, like I said, in the scheme of things, it's not a huge purchase. Yeah, and I'm not opposed to the the superintendent having a vehicle. Right. But, (laughs) I mean, it just seems so over the top when you could have, when there are so many more reasonable options, Mm -hmm. right? And if you're thinking about this from the aspect of being a good steward of the tax dollars you're entrusted to spend, is this something that you really think reflects Russellville? Yeah. And and this is not, like, this vehicle is not getting in the way of the superintendent doing their job, like, whether they get it or not. Um, And so, like, an excuse, like, People are complaining, and if they would just let the superintendent do her job, like, this has nothing to do with her doing her job. She has a vehicle. She can drive from one place to the next. Like, this is something that we award to someone or do in addition of doing their job. Like, this is an extra mm-hmm. thing. It's not a necessity. And why? Why? That's not. There's not a good enough explanation as to why we're doing this. Right, and what? So mm-hmm. the arguments we received kind of around some of this has been like, oh, well, we need to increase the salary to be more competitive. We're trying to be competitive with other districts that are the similar size. We looked at comparable salaries. It doesn't. Russell is number two in the state for no. their superintendent pay, based no, on. No, no, no. What right? I sent you was like a. I sent you like schools with at with similar yeah. size. Right. Yes. Based on similar As, size. A similar size. But, yeah. yeah. Out of like yeah. seven schools of similar mm-hmm. size, Russellville was number two in pay, but yeah. number four in enrollment. Enrollment. Yeah. So less kids, more money. Yes. So. And it's very common for districts to have a stipend for vehicles. Mm-hmm. Um, based on what I saw looking through, I looked through several contracts this morning. A thousand dollars a month is is pretty standard. Fifteen hundred is a little high. Mm-hmm. Um, what Gocher was receiving, but a thousand dollars a month is pretty standard, and that's that's done in most contracts. This, like buying the car like this, is very much um, out of the norm. This is not the typical process, and that's the kind of stuff where I'm like. I just don't hear enough pushback coming from board members that to not just like say like, oh, oh, that's what you want. Okay, cool. You know what I mean? Um, And that to me is very frustrating, especially when we have so, so many teachers who are dissatisfied. Um, And then, you know, I just, I, I think that our district just deserves better than this. And I, and I feel a little like we have, slipped a little on how much we were paying attention to the school board because we had faith in some of the folks who've been elected. Um, and so, you know, that definitely indicates to me a need for more, um, accountability, which, you know, can sometimes feel like an adversarial relationship. It's not meant to be, but that is, that is part of it of like public accountability. And so, you know, Nathan and I can't always be at these meetings, they're not live streamed anymore, so we can't just watch the live stream. They do have an audio. They do have an audio. audio. Mm-hmm. They do it the day before, though, and the audio is uploaded the next day, so you just got to catch it before the mm-hmm. real meeting. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, anyways, we do we do look to y'all to help share this information with us. We appreciate it when folks send us tips uh, because we can't always catch all of these, and so please keep sending that stuff our way. We've had a couple people on this, you know, sit, reach out and be like, well, I'm sorry, I'm so fired up. And we're like, no, no, please keep telling us. Yeah, we yeah. want it. We no. want to know. No, we so we appreciate it. Yeah. You. So glad we kind of got that out there. Thanks for bringing that. Apparently, to we should have all been school superintendents. Um, is mm, the takeaway? I really, this week, I've been really questioning my uh, <laughs> employment decisions. Uh, let's talk about some good things. Um, NASA 
is coming to Russellville. Like, I'm nerding out about I know you NASA are. coming to Russellville. I have a friend that works for NASA. Uh, she she was on, like, a recent documentary on Netflix. She worked for the Obama administration, like, as a liaison to... And so, like, all the cool things that happened that Obama did on the White House regarding space. She worked on James Webb Telescope. Is she part of Space Force? No. She's awesome. And, uh, and so, like... I don't know that she's... She said that she's probably not coming because she has other events and things that she's doing that day. But, like, a whole crew of people from NASA are coming to Russellville for, like, a week before the eclipse. They're going to do events at school. They're going to... Yeah, like, in October of this year, they're going to come and do a presentation at the Center for the Arts for, like, a public... For the whole public to talk about... You know, eclipses and how they affect us. Yeah, the whole public, not just like private. Yeah. He's very excited. I'm super nerd. I love NASA. This is uh, how I felt when yeah. I went to the Barbie movie. <laughs> <laughs> just like this. Uh, yes. So, you know. But we were also, exciting. and I thought it was really cool to see that we were listed, the um, Russell was listed as the number one spot. To view the eclipse, there's like an eclipse. Um, what do they call it? A total eclipse of the heart. Yeah, there was a festival, like, which is hilarious. Event, yeah, yes, was the like number one el- event to participate mar- in, like elopements yeah. and weddings. Mm-hmm. And I know that they had this idea, and they're doing a whole thing. But also, Nathan, you have a jewelry store, and I'm an ordained minister. I feel like we're missing an opportunity Dude, here. Dude, we could get it done. Like, and you could be on our show for it. Yeah. Um, but then total we got to get outside. E- yeah. Total eclipse of the heart. It is an inclusive event. Uh, it, it is. It is not a city event, though. It is a no, private. Yes, private, private group putting you it on. Register to be married in a balloon during the eclipse. That's cool. Yeah, they they don't have. They have certain number of spots. So if you want to, huh? do you want to be up there? I don't totally. want to be up there. What do you think? I'm not marrying people. Uh, I'm not going up there. But anyway. it would be in total darkness for four minutes while you're getting married. Yeah, that's the sale. That. I get, people are paying. It's very cool. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. And it's like they provide all the stuff. Like, you're, But there's yeah. supposed to be how many people coming into town for this? 100,000. And so what I want to all. 100,000 people are, like, buy your groceries. Okay. Buy your That's gasoline. That's what I was going to say. Listen. Like. If you live here. Beginning of October or of April, I mean, beginning of April 2024, you start stocking up because you're going to be the pissed. end of March. Like you yeah. better be ready because yes. that week. Listen, we're all going to be angry. Yeah, we're we're not going to have a show because we won't be able to get downtown. You're not be able to go to restaurants. Like, it's going to be insanity. We're all going to hate it, but also it'll be a lot of money for this community. Yes, and um, for businesses, millions for the tax base, all of it. It's going to yeah. be really good for us. Although, if there's any way possible, stock up and don't leave your house for a few days because yeah, it's going to be like it was terrible. The worst snowstorm that you were ever going to, yeah. Milk and bread. Yeah, get it all. And maybe sell parking in your yard. I don't know. Um, make money off of this. You That's what I'm that, here for. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, it's too late to register your places at Airbnb. Like, it takes too long to go over the thing. I've been to several of these, like, Eclipse meetings that the city hosts. I, I am concerned at how ready we're going to be uh, as mostly as like someone who's involved. Like, I don't need CNN calling me being like, why did this happen? You know? Uh, but, but I am 
it's going to be cool. We're going to be, we're going to, the city's going to be ready. Oh, it's going to be we amazing. We're going to have all kinds of events. It's going to be amazing. Also, there will be weddings happening at Joshua's Fun Jewelry. With, no. No, I'm just kidding. I'm no. just that up. I'm sorry. The <laughs> weddings are happening <laughs> in the balloon. I, the diamonds will be sold at I Joshua's am conducting weddings. <laughs> Wherever I'm at, I don't care. Uh, Joshua's fine jewelry. I don't care if you want to get married or not. Will not doing it. be open for those five minutes because I'm gonna be upstairs looking at. If the you eclipse. are standing near me during the <laughs> eclipse, I'm going to perform a wedding, whether you're wanting to get married or not. She'll sign your sheet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. So you better hope you like the, who you're standing next the to. The Church of the Dude. I I I have the Church of the Dude. Do you? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Yeah. That tracks. <laughs> All right. So, anyways, now that that I do want to say the that that abides, the, they do. that Eclipse of the Heart Festival, because I saw it and I was like a hundred bucks to attend the Eclipse. I'll just be able to watch it from my yard. Like if you're local, you know that's a that's an event that's going on. It's not necessarily yeah. the downtown city thing or anything like that. Like, there's going to be multiple the things path going of on. Totality, like it will be completely dark. I'm not going to nerd out on you guys. It's too late. <sighs> he just comes like that. <laughs> was born this way yes okay so listen thank you all for watching our show thank you for sharing with us our and and loving us despite our nerddoms um you know uh, we won't get into Kristen's uh nerd qualities because i'm sure you know uh, well minor part of the show it's just policy <laughs> public policy what you give me uh, i you know there wasn't a nerd podcast that I, but with Avi Times, you can follow the Nerd Dads. They have their own podcast. I have been on it. Uh, please get you know follow Offbeat Times here on all the social medias. Hey, the man. Yes, and do the things like they have great content. We love being a part of their uh, conglomerate. Uh, thanks to Plant Parlor again for sponsoring our show. Please share this video with your friends. Uh, let them know what's going on about local politics and extra. And we'll see y'all next week.